Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. On today's episode, we'll be going over season five, episode 24, called Unreal World, and it premiered on March 15th, 1995. Episode starts out and we see Valerie in her hotel room, where uh, she gets a knock on the door from the bellhop. When he comes in, he tells her that the hotel manager is telling her that she's uh, all tapped out on her tab, basically, and she's got a outstanding bill to pay, to which she does not seem too, you know, pleased about, which obviously, I mean, like I said, we don't know how much money Valerie got, but she is blowing through it. And... I mean, whatever. So we then are at the beach apartment and Felice is there with Donna and it's now been three weeks since the attack. David stops by to say hello and Felice makes a joke about how she almost still wishes David lived there and privately says to Donna that she thinks now that maybe Ray's out of the picture, which he's not, (laughs) that she and uh, David could give it another chance, which is so funny because it never appeared as if Felice, I mean, I don't actually think she actually minded David. I think that she didn't want him living there, didn't want them having sex, but I don't think she minded him as a boyfriend. I think, you know, she had her issues with Mel because of him giving them alcohol at the pre-prom party. But I don't think she really has a problem with David per se, because also David grew up in Beverly Hills. His dad's a dentist. So she knows that, or I think oral, I don't remember what he is, oral surgeon. Um, But I think that being that he grew up in the same neighborhood and he's obviously not like poor like, and I'm using air quotes that you can't see, um, because obviously she does not approve of Ray because of him growing up in Reseda. So she almost now wishes that David and Donna could get back together because she also is thankful to him. He saved her from nearly getting raped. And obviously she's never been a fan of Ray. So she's just trying to plant a little seed there. And Donna says, I mean, obviously Ray's not out of the picture. He's dating Claire, which Felice is like, yeah, sure, for now. But, you know, look at the way he's looking at you. And we do see maybe David is catching feelings again for Donna. He kind of has this little smirk that he's giving her. So he, um, he might be feeling it again for her. So then... On campus, David and Claire pull up to discuss, or I guess they're working on some project they're doing. It's called Real Life. One of the guys there, his name is Tuck, rides his bike over, and basically he says, I can't do the project with you anymore because my roommates are pissed at me. So what they were planning on doing was filming Tuck and his roommates. I guess he's got six roommates for 24 hours and they were going to present it something called real life and um 
they don't know what to do now that he doesn't want to do it or says they can't do it because they already handed out the information to their professor about what they're going to do. So they have this plan, but now they can't do it. Before we go further into the episode, I'd like to point something out to you all. So the name of the episode is called Unreal World. Um, There was a show on MTV, a very popular show called The Real World. Uh, There was a very, very famous, they did New York first, and I think the show premiered in 1990, around when this started. It's the original reality show. Um, It's, I mean, they say it in the opening credits, seven strangers picked to live in a house, have their lives taped, and, you know, find out what happens when stop people start being stop being polite and start getting real the real world see and I remember it but so they did New York first then they did LA and then I think San Francisco and I think San Francisco was what put the show on the map they had a character on the show and I'm saying character because it's a real person his name was Puck this character is named Tuck. The way Tuck dresses was clearly based off of Puck. If you don't know Puck or the real world San Francisco, I mean, I wish that, I wished MTV played seasons of the real world. I loved this show. It was so good. There were so many good seasons. It's obviously not anymore because now they have the real world road Rules challenge, but I was just obsessed. I loved it. I, I'm i not exactly sure. I'm thinking it started in 90, which is New York. I'm not sure when they filmed San Francisco. You know what? I'll double check that Um, what year San Francisco was done because this is, Puck is clearly um, the, why, how they got the Tuck idea. Just the bike messenger, the whole thing. Um, and also San Francisco had Pedro who was such a big deal. Um, he had AIDS, he died, and it was really, really, uh, I mean, I think San Francisco put the show on the map. I mean, I, I liked New York, LA had some good people, but I think San Francisco just brought it to another level. I I don't even know if I start, I, I've, I've seen New York and I've seen LA, obviously, but I don't know if I started really watching until maybe San Francisco and then eventually saw it. But if they started re-airing these, they would be so popular. I mean, I really think that a lot of people would watch it because the show were amazing. They used to show them late night on MTV, um, but I don't know. What's your favorite season? I'm trying to think. I really love Seattle. Boston was good too. So many good. Even back to New York. I mean, so many. There was just New Orleans. God, I want to watch the real world now. But I can't. So uh, getting back to the episode. Yeah, so they've got to do now. They've got to figure out what they're going to do about this project now that Tuck is said that he and his roommates are not going to be able to participate because they can't. So we then see Valerie meeting with the hotel manager and he shows her her bill, which her tab is just completely out of control. She is trying to get him to make a deal with her. And she's like, Valerie is just relentless. She is flirting, but he is 
he's not into it. He said, basically, you got to pay your bill or you're getting out of here. Um, because she's clearly just not paying and thinks she could run up a tab. I wish I could do that. Like, I pay rent. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to pay this month, so just put it on my tab. Like, they, they don't, it, things don't work out that way. So it's just funny. Um, all right. So Claire comes home to find David waiting for her on the deck. And he's like, hi, Claire. So basically, he says he's come up with a plan for what they're going to do for their project. They walk in the apartment and the gang's all there, minus Andre and Dylan. Everyone is going to be playing a part of Tuck and his roommates. So they decide instead of getting Tuck and his roommates, because we've already submitted the roommates' names and kind of their bios to our professor. So what we're going to do is we're just going to play them instead. And everyone has the like a little index card with their part. Um, so Donna's playing this sweetheart named Scarlett. David's playing this guy, Andy, who has a crush on her. Steve's playing this country boy alcoholic named Todd. Brandon's playing Tuck. Kelly's playing this party girl named Trish. And that leaves Claire with Beth, who is just this negative uptight person and kind of, I guess, like her a little bit. Um... And then we see also though David keeps making googly eyes at Donna. It's so funny. He's really crushing on her. Uh, he's clearly just a little bit over, um, not over Claire. I think he just kind of likes Donna now. So Cindy calls Jim at work to let him know that he was wrong about Valerie. He said she'd be home in two weeks, but apparently... It's been three weeks. So as she's calling him, we see Valerie with the movers just moving back in. So she's clearly run out of money per se. So she can't live in the hotel anymore. So she moves back into the Walsh house. But Jim says to Cindy, if she's back now, we have to make some ground rules. Jim is just good cop bad cop we then see claire and david in his dorm room and he's falling asleep he's exhausted i guess and she's trying to figure out the script for the class because she wants to create a script for everyone and then asks him whose idea was it to give the guy who had to give him the role of the guy who has a crush on Donna so you see she's kind of seeing something there a little bit and then you think he's sleeping because he doesn't answer his eyes are closed and then she's like all right I'm gonna head out I'll see you tomorrow and then he's like all right good night Donna and she's none too pleased he calls her Donna um I mean valid and then he's like I guess I was dreaming which then she also doesn't appreciate I mean not a good look to call your current girlfriend by your ex-girlfriend's name and especially that you know she's obviously feeling a little insecure a little bit about what's going on between them so it's a fair kind of um a fair thing for her to be mad about which I get but I mean I've I've said this I don't I don't love Claire and David as a couple I don't see the chemistry as much 
I mean, I'll always, always be team Donna and David, but you can't, you know, this is going to be the end game without giving anything away, obviously, but it's not, I mean, you got to figure it out. David and Donna would be end game. I mean, we're halfway, we're, we're on season five, we're halfway there and you just know David and Donna are just going to be end game, but you can't put them together right away because you got to keep the tension, you know, growing other relationships, stuff like that. At the beach apartment now, David is giving instructions for the project. They start filming and Steve gets a phone call in the middle of it. And Claire also accidentally calls him Steve in the middle of filming. So it's just funny, like they're trying to get into character, but they're obviously not. And... Steve comes back and he says he cannot believe it. His ex-girlfriend is engaged. So Claire starts filming him because you see he's kind of upset that Claire, now Celeste is engaged. And that's really, they're young. They're in college. I mean, we know Andre is married, but that's so young. Celeste is, uh, Celeste the same age as him. She wasn't in school. She was working. But she also said she went to like a semester. I think Claire's, uh, Celeste is supposed to be maybe a year older than Steve. Because she, when he started school, I think she said something about doing a semester at junior college maybe. I don't know. But Celeste is engaged. I liked her. That's a bummer. Um... So we then see Andre and Jesse at home and it seems like she's going to tell him about her affair with Peter. She's seemingly uneasy, but she chickens out. She doesn't do it. He then comes home with a rocking chair that he found that was broken and he says that they can fix it. So we see them start to have a nice time. They're doing arts and crafts together on this project. And he says it's been a while since they've had fun like this and got to laugh. And you can see that she's also enjoying her, you know, time with him doing this, just the two of them. Then they start having a little bit of a paint fight and kissing. And it seems things are doing better for them. So then back at the beach apartment, they are filming their uh, show. And then the real Tuck shows up. He's looking at Brandon, who is dressed completely like him. He is pissed. He tells David and Claire that they're trying to spoof him, and this is not even funny, and they're in big trouble. Also, Steve tells Kelly that he really spiked. They have this, like, watermelon uh, chopped up. They're supposed to pretend is watermelon shots, or, I don't know, like, just drenched, like, watermelon, you know, with alcohol and he says it's really spiked because it wasn't really supposed to be spiked um but he she's just going to town on it also I mean she would you could taste the alcohol and stuff like that you should know it's spiked but she doesn't care it seems so at the peach pit Dylan is there with Charlie working on their screenplay and Valerie stops by to say hi she's introduced to Charlie who Likes what he saw, obviously. And she invites them to the After Dark for an old movie screening that they're having at the After Dark. 
Now, Valor had to move home because she doesn't have money, but she still has money to uh, own half of a nightclub. (sighs) I don't know. Is she making a profit? Back at the beach apartment, David is filming a scene with Donna in her room, and afterwards, they are talking. She mentions the last time they were both in her room was the attack, so she's feeling a little, you know, sad about it, but he hugs her, consoles her. We then see Claire uh, outside of the bedroom on the monitor watching them hug, and she kind of just walks away, rolls her eyes, but then we see David kiss Donna. She kisses him back for a second, but then she stops it. So they have a quick little kiss, which complicates things, I would say. So then they're all having fun, dancing around in the living room. Kelly is drunk off of the watermelon. While Claire's filming, she sees David and Donna like dancing and she's just annoyed about obviously what's going on with them. So she then hands the camera to David to have him film. She pulls Steve up to dance with him and they're playing, they're in character, keep in mind. And then all of a sudden she takes off her glasses and kisses him. To which David clearly is not pleased about because obviously um, he says that she's just doing that on purpose. Then Kelly gets a phone call. She is very angry on this phone call to she kind of throws the phone. She's pissed. Jackie and Mel are back together. She says to David, my mother has asked your father to move back in. And Claire is filming this on the side. Kelly then just comments that she doesn't understand why men cheat she says Mel cheated on Jackie. She looks at Brandon was like, you had Emily. And he's like, hold on. She's like, nope. And she calls David out. She's like, you had Ariel, which obviously, um, you know, she wasn't too happy or, you know, happy about. And then she says, wait, well, Ray has never cheated on me. And she's like, nope, but he might. Also, we know he has, but she doesn't know this yet. Uh, he was sleeping with Valerie. Um, and then Steve says that he never cheated on Kelly. And she's like, nope, you didn't, but you cheated on Celeste. And then she's like, you guys all make me sick. You make me sick. And then she's like, I'm going to be sick because she has had a lot of watermelon and runs into the bathroom. So she is on all cylinders now. It's kind of funny. So then we see Dylan and Charlie show up at the screening that Valerie invited them to. Charlie runs into a woman that he knows who apparently she says she was a consultant on this film, but she was his hypnotherapist. Not exactly sure what that is, but she was a hypnotherapist. Her name is Dr. Molly Campbell. She'll come back into play, but this is the introduction to her. So then at the beach apartment, the gang is all uh, there filming, talking about uh, personal things and how their personal lives keep coming into play as they're filming these characters. And Claire comments to David that she wants him to admit that he still has feelings for Donna. And he 
tries to play it off, but then he says, yeah, he still loves her. And David asks her if she has feelings for anyone and then like throws Brandon into it because she did have a crush on him. But she, and she says she does still have feelings for Brandon, but it's a little bit weird because we haven't gotten that since, you know, this season. But she, I mean, she's made little comments here and there jokingly, but um, apparently she still does. While this conversation's going on, we then see Brandon and Kelly in her room because she's just completely drunk. She says the room's spinning. But then she, you know, she's drunk, so she's, you know, sometimes just say things when you're drunk that you would normally say. And then she does mention that he wasn't there for her when she needed him most. And she's talking about fire night, to which he says, I've apologized so many times about that, and I'm going to apologize again. And then she asks him what happened with him and Emily and if he slept with her. And he says, no, I didn't sleep with her. I kissed her goodbye. And that is it. And then she tells him that if he did do something, she couldn't trust him. And, you know, she couldn't think about them in the future. And she thinks about that a lot with him and that she loves him. And he says kind of the same thing and they're having a serious talk well he's having a serious conversation saying that there's not many people that you can spend the rest of your imagine spending the rest of your life with and I could see that with you but then when he says that he sees that she is passed out sleeping so again they're just cute to me I really I am team Brandon and Kelly I thought that was a very good pairing and I like them together so then Valerie gives Dylan a ride home from the Peach Pit after dark. I don't know. I guess Charlie gave him a ride there. So she gives him a ride home. And they're walking into the apart- his house. And, you know, they're talking about how they're friends and platonic. But then two minutes later, they start kissing and just fall back into the habit of sleeping together. They have good chemistry, so it's only natural that they would do this. So then we are at the beach apartment again. Kelly's passed out, but Brandon has now joined the group. And Claire fills them in that she has some theory that if you get dumped, broken up with, brokenhearted, that you will always still linger to want that person back. Not necessarily true if you are the dumper. If you're the one that ends it. So they ask Brandon about Emily. He tells them that it was more than just an old flame visiting and she got under his skin. He was honest about that. Um, And he said until then he didn't really know that you can love two people at once. Still, I don't understand the Brandon and um, Emily love story, but... um, like I said, it's just, uh, well, I don't know. It's because of real life. That's, that's why. There's, there's, that's the only reason why there was a love story continued between Emily and Brandon, in my opinion. Um, so then David says, they, he asked, do you think that she still loves Dylan? And David says, well, according to her theory, 
Claire's theory, it would be the other way around, whereas Dylan would still love her. And then Steve says he feels that way about Celeste and maybe Valerie. Now, he broke up with Celeste, but Celeste, no, she broke up with him. Yeah, because he cheated on her. And Valerie never really was all that interested in Steve to begin with. Um, And then he said, and then Brandon asks him if he'd put Kelly in that category, to which she says, he says, if Kelly were to take him back, he would go in a second, which Brandon's just kind of like okay with. Like that's his best friend's girlfriend and he's okay with him like saying I would go back there in a second. Just weird. Um, And then Donna says something really kind of sad that she thinks that her being a virgin will make her lose every relationship she's ever had. And like like how it did with David, to which he apologizes, but she says it's fine. You know, we're past that. We're over it. It's not that big of a deal. So it's now the next morning. We see Jesse and Anger having breakfast, and they seem like they had a really good night. They're both in a really, really good mood. And then she tells him that she needs to talk to him. So is it she's going to tell him about Peter? But she tells him that she's actually been seeing a therapist about their marriage. And she's realizing that honesty is so important so I think the next thing would be I had an affair however he interrupts her and he says that he's been climbing the walls on this he's not hiding it well and he tells her when he was in Kansas City he met a law clerk who he had dinner with and he spent the night with her so Jesse also had an affair she doesn't say anything at this point she's very surprised but we find out Jesse slept with someone else. So they both stepped out of their marriage. They're both obviously having some issues here. So we'll have to find out what happens with that. And then at the end of the episode, we see Claire and David in the editing room on campus working on their project. They start arguing a little bit about her kissing Steve, he kissing Donna, and they decide in the end that it is best for them to break up so that is where the episode ends fun facts and tidbits all right so songs for this episode we've got dylan charlie at the peach pit eight miles high by the birds and when claire kisses steve to get back at david dreams by the cranberries which is a phenomenal song so i was researching the real world and I was right about the order, but not right about the years. So The Real World New York came out first, but it was 92, not 90. Then they had L.A., 93, and San Francisco, 94, which kind of plays out with the timing of this episode because this was in March of 95, which means they probably filmed it maybe a little bit earlier, January, something like that, which is maybe when... The Real World San Francisco uh, was airing because it was 20 episodes uh, they did. After that was London, which was 95. I don't know the months it came out, but timing does (laughs) seem to fit with San Francisco and obviously the talk puck correlation. Also, looking at the list of The Real World, 
Some of these seasons were so good. Really loved Boston. Really loved Seattle. Hawaii, I was okay with. New Orleans, loved. Back to New York, loved. Chicago, loved. I mean, Las Vegas was out of this world. Paris gave us CT. Um, so I was still watching college. Um, I finished. I'm looking at the list. I think Key West was the last one that I watched. And Key West was in 2006. So I was watching still, yeah, then. But then afterwards, I'm looking Denver, Sydney, Hollywood, Brooklyn, Cancun, D.C. I never watched any of those. They did do, I think, Vegas, but like back to Vegas with the Vegas crew for a little bit. And I definitely watched that, but I don't know when that was because it says they did the real world Vegas again in 2011, but I don't think it was our original cast. And the original Vegas was special. Yeah, so that's that's the real world stuff. Time for a spotlight. So the spotlight for today's episode is Kathleen Robertson. Kathleen Robertson is Claire Arnold. So she was born July 8th, 1973, which puts her at age 47 now. She's pretty young. She's probably playing age um, appropriate um, at the time. She is Canadian, so I'm sure um, Jason Prissy loves that because he loves his Canadian co-stars. Um, she's from Hamilton, um, Ontario, and she uh, she's married now. She got married in 2004. She's got two children, and she's been doing stuff. I mean, she's definitely, I also want to say, glow up. She has a glow up. I don't think that... When she first came on, I feel like she might have been through a little bit. She was still going through an awkward stage a little bit. But I think now, I mean, she's beautiful. I think that she's really, you'll you'll see it more as the seasons go on, that Claire, I think it's better looking as it goes on. I've also seen her pop up in some movies here and there, small parts, but she had a really small part in I Am Sam and Hollywoodland. And definitely in the theaters, I saw both of those movies. I was like, oh my God, Claire. So it was kind of funny. Uh, she also, with Tori Spelling, was in Scary Movie 2. So little uh, not to her. But yeah, she's still, uh, she's still doing stuff. I think that she is writing also now. I think that she's done some uh, screenwriting and stuff like that. So pretty cool that she is uh, doing some stuff. She also, I think... I don't know, did, did Quibi die? I know Quibi was a thing that was <laughs> that came out last year, but I don't know if it did. But she ended up, uh, you know, had a uh, a series that she did uh, for Quibi. Um, yeah, I don't know. And she also, it says she created a comedy drama pilot, Your Time Is Up. It was for Lifetime with Christina Applegate attached to it. So I don't know what the status of that is. But she's still she's still doing stuff. She's still busy. So very cool to see. And that is it for the spotlight and for the fun facts and tidbits. 
thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on the next episode, we will be going over season five, episode 25, called Double Jeopardy. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you then.